Welcome to The Hormone Suite, where we talk about all things hormonal and how our hormones can positively or negatively govern our lives. We examine the intersection between our external and internal environments and empower you to become hormonally literate. This podcast was created to demystify and destigmatize hormones so that you can become part of a new generation of people who are the masters of their own health. I'm Talia Minot. And I'm Gemma Martin. And we're very excited for you to join us on this journey. Welcome everyone to the Hormone Suite. Today on the podcast, I have Amy. I think I say this every time, but I'm actually really excited to have a chat with Amy today. Amy is a certified health and nutrition coach specializing in smart, safe and balanced cellular detoxification, health optimization and root cause healing. Amy guides people to radiant health using smart, safe and balanced detoxification strategies to remove bioaccumulated toxins and toxicants from the body that cause dysfunction and disease. Amy has been an independent health researcher for 13 years and has been mentored by world-leading experts in functional medicine and holistic healing. Amy healed herself from severe chronic fatigue syndrome, Lyme disease, and mold toxicity. Welcome. What a bio, hey? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. It's really great to see you. <laughs> yeah, awesome to see you. So Amy and I do know each other. We were just having a little chat beforehand and I think we haven't seen each other since pre-me having kiddos, which Luca is now four and a half. So it's been quite some time since we've last seen each other. But I keep in touch, you know, on Instagram. Social media is great for for that. So I kind of see what's going on in Amy's world. And we actually don't live that far from each other we're probably an hour maybe an hour and a half from each other now yeah yeah, yeah. I think which so when you have kids that is that an hour and a half is a, a fair while <laughs> so Absolutely. to start with would you I would love for you to give a bit of a background on yourself and I guess how you got yeah. to where you are today doing what you do absolutely yeah it's been a journey so I guess I'll take a step back in time to when I was a teenager. Um, I'm now, I just turned 33. And when I was a teenager, I began to feel extremely unwell. Um, But being a teenager, I just wanted to fit in and do what everyone else was doing. And I was probably a little bit wild. And I just kept on pushing through. Um, these symptoms of extreme fatigue was in much of a, a boom and bust cycle, I guess, with my health. I was constantly pushing myself from running on adrenaline and then, and then crashing. And then when I hit the age of 20, I just, my body just completely crashed and I became bedridden for essentially a lot of my, my 20s. And, yeah, for many years I didn't know what was going wrong. I felt like I was dying. I yeah. could feel pages and pages with symptoms affecting every system in my body essentially and then eventually I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome which I'd never heard of before and this was 13 years ago Mm -hmm. um but I was excited because I'm like oh my gosh there's a there's a reason you know there's something like we've found what's going on and then soon after that I discovered that it was very much a label and that I had to go on my own very long journey of discovering what the root causes actually were of that 
And a lot of that was, was doing it alone. And yeah, I saw some world-class experts, practitioners, doctors who, you know, were part of the journey, but I, it really took me a long time to really find out what was going on. And yeah, there was a lot of suffering. I haven't really shared this openly until now because of coming out the other side, but I was, you know, on the disability pension for a decade. You know, it was incredibly debilitating um, and went through the Lyme disease diagnosis and treatment and discovered that I'd been living in uh, mold for a very long time. A lot of exposures since I essentially was a small child that had, that had bioaccumulated because it is the, the toxins from mold are fat soluble. Um, so that was a big piece. It wasn't all of it, but it was really just bringing all the pieces of the puzzle together, which when I break it down and I do this for a lot of my clients, really at the core began with, with trauma and stress and a lot of dysregulation in my system from a very young age and toxicity and then a, a domino effect from there um, really was infection you know viral bacterial infections like Lyme like the um, hepatic viruses like EBV HHV6 and hormone dysregulation you know like that domino effect from there but I like to really speak about like at the core that's what I really see as you know, causing these these chronic health issues. And it's, it was kind of like the perfect storm, I guess you say, all, mm. of, all of that coming together. And there's definitely some epigenetic pieces as well. Um, and my, my sister was also affected in a really similar way. So I believe similar environment, right? Similar toxicity piece, similar epigenetic yeah. piece. So um, yeah, that was my journey. And really along the entire journey, I was always just yearning to help other people. I'd like to learn information and I'd be like, oh, I just want everyone to know about this and share and try and share it. But for, you know, for most of my twenties, I was in the place where I, yeah, I was really trying to heal myself and I would often show up, I guess, appearing like I was okay, but deep down I was deeply struggling um, on all levels and became a very good actress <laughs> really when I would you know put my face out into the world so you know going through that journey uh yeah really just I guess lit that fire inside of me to help other people and I'm a projector in human design so I love to see like the big picture and how everything like ties in together um, and so I love working with clients to really kind of zoom out and go, look, it's not just nutrition. It's not just supplements. It's not just um, the emotional, spiritual healing. It's, it's everything together. As cliche as it sounds, it is mind, body and soul, you know, all coming in together. Yeah. Um, bio, psycho, spiritual, really bringing all those facets together. And then, yeah, along the way, studying nutrition and nutrition and health coaching, detoxification. And then I'm, yeah, here now working with people one-on-one and just launching a group program and yeah, navigating that now, my own awesome. business. And, yeah. Holding space for people. What a journey. I mean, yeah, it's such an incredible journey you've been on. And it's it's interesting. I often find it, even with myself, that it's through self-healing that we learn so much. And I think, okay. and, you know, you often hear it with other practitioners too, that they come into where they are through their own self-healing and just 
self-healing and discovery and I think that's pretty amazing because I think when we're on our own journey that's when we yearn to actually well I'm talking from myself like I yearn to just know so much and read so much and like I went nuts when I was doing my hormone healing journey I was just like give me all the things that you know I can learn about this and one of those was detoxification which is obviously something that you have so much knowledge in and you share a lot on your Instagram so I'd love to go into that a little bit because I find that really amazing and interesting and I will never forget uh, I think when I first started kind of going down the rabbit hole of detoxification listening to this woman speak at a conference and she was talking about the um, umbilical cord blood and how many chemicals they find in that and it was on average 200 chemicals that they find and I remember just listening to that and thinking holy heck, this is crazy, the amount of chemicals that we are passing on to our children so that they begin their life with that. And so therefore, how many chemicals do we also and pollutants and all those things have in ourselves? So yeah, I'd love to go a bit deeper into the detoxification. I guess, you know, I wonder whether back in the day, detoxification was such a huge thing, or it's more so the way we're living now and everything that's around us in terms of chemicals and all these industrialized, you know, modern things that we have. What are your thoughts with all of that? Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. I remember hearing about the umbilical cord thing too. Generational toxicity is huge you know it's Mm. not just what we're by accumulating in our lifetime it's coming from our mother our grandmothers and you know there's not a huge amount of funding in that area (laughs) but there are studies showing that it's actually intensifying over generations so it can essentially intensify you know my mum's super healthy and then my sister and I have definitely had to go on a bit of a journey <laughs> like to, to work on what was probably bioaccumulated pesticides, heavy metals, et cetera. And it's very clear now that, yeah, they are passed in utero. And, yeah, unfortunately, things are speeding up pretty fast in terms of the amount of toxins and toxicants mm-hmm. we're exposed to every single day. And, of course, when you're taking, like, intentional action to limit your exposures in your your environment like that helps so much but unfortunately in our air in our water there are things that are hard to to escape unless we're we're filtering them so I really feel like there has to be steps taken to live and thrive in this modern world and also not to cause any fear regarding that yeah but just that it is just the reality that we are exposed especially to a lot of you know, talking about hormones, a lot of endocrine disrupting toxins like mold, yeah. just to differentiate, as you're probably aware, like toxins are um, actually from living organisms like mold, then toxicants are like the, the man-made um, modern chemicals toxicants. So yeah, these are endocrine disrupting, you know, heavy metals, pesticides, phthalates, BPA, dioxins. And so I guess for me, like with clients, I always start with with avoidance. You know, you can't you can't drain the bath with a tap running is the analogy I use. So, you know, when you 
want to start I think that's a really important place to start is is drainage and opening that up and and thinking about exposures but yeah absolutely it's definitely something that we really need to keep in mind it's Mm. increasing day by day and there's, there's no regulations unfortunately to what yeah, we're actually exposed to. And yeah, it's, it's really sad and it is a reality like with that, with those studies with the umbilical cords, that is, is, is very, very real. Mm. And I guess I love how you said, and it's important, you know, for the listeners now, not to, we're not trying to instill fear in anyone. This is just all uh, information. And yeah. I actually love these kind of chats and talks because it inspires me. It inspires me to then, do more and in doing more I'm only going to feel better for it right so I don't need to have fear around that because I can do you know put some extra steps into practice to actually feel better but yeah I mean I see it a lot too with hormone imbalances a lot because like you were saying the xenoestrogens which are those which are outside of us you know they mimic the hormones in the body and I like to think of it like a like a key lock and key so we have these receptors inside us, which are like the key lock and then the estrogens, progesterones, all the hormones are like the key that go in and lock it. But actually these toxins can do the same thing. So they can lock into those same keyholes. And when they do that, that causes an array of hormonal imbalances, which, you know, the hormonal system, it's not just, uh, some people just think of it like the reproductive system, like our ovaries and our uterus, but it's a full body system. So when that interrupts something there, that's going to interrupt, you know, whatever's going on inside the whole body. So I guess my question for you now is, you know, in terms of avoidance, are there specific groups that you would say, you know, uh, like how, how do we avoid? Are there specific groups of products or things that you usually recommend to clients in terms of avoidance? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I always send a relatively long list. I- Although in saying this, I feel like most of the people I see are already very actively doing this. Like I must say, I attract women who are already very like well-informed and women are exposed to a lot more than men because of, I guess, the general population is using a lot of um, cosmetic products and that's where Mm. we're getting all the end, like simply from our lipstick, right? (laughs) So starting, I guess, with the things most closest to you, so what you're putting your face, lipstick, foundation, makeup, you know, because our skin is our largest elimination organ and it's able to absorb these um, toxicants into the system. So moisturizers, deodorants are a huge one. So starting close (laughs) and then going to the home and so like the chemicals you're cleaning with, deodorizers they can be some of the worst you know those fragrance things that people plug into the wall and give me a headache oh my gosh um oh just recently I went away with my family and they had one of those in the room before we got there and we took it out and we hid it under the house and we aired out the room and put the fan on but we could not get rid of that smell for two Mm. to three days and I was so surprised at how long it stayed there for and I was like wow amazing once you've because everything you're saying like I started this journey myself you know over 10 years ago or around 10 years ago so I think when you extract all these things too then when you are exposed to them it's like whoa it it it's a lot 
So yeah, keep going. I just wanted Definitely. to, yeah, it was just amazing <laughs> when that happened. We were like, wow, I can't believe how strong these perfume sticks are. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I used to saturate myself with impulse. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm speaking from experience here. You know, yes. I I was a sweater. Like I I definitely from a young age, like had issues with, with my detox pathways. And I was so embarrassed about that in high school that I would just be like, Shh, you know, like trying mm. to block those pathways up and it didn't end well and then you know I the same like began that journey of going oh my gosh like what is in this um so started with what was close you know shampoo and conditioner as well so cleaning products as I mentioned and yeah and I guess there's also things I use in cars beyond that it's you know really like there are things that are a little bit out of control. So there are obviously a lot higher levels of air pollution in the city. And I would strongly recommend an air filter to anyone in that situation that feels a bit hopeless around like not being able to control what they're exposed to. Um, I would say even in anyone's home, air filter is an amazing idea, um, like a good high quality have a filter, you know, to filter um, environmental chemicals through them. But yes, yeah, starting close to your body and in your home where you can control is really, really important. And then your drinking water that's coming into your home is really, really important. And also your shower, I'd say filtering shower water is probably even more important, especially for chlorine. And you can get very simple KDF filters. Um, because when you're having a hot shower, it just disperses that chlorine into the air and we breathe it into our lungs and there's no filter. At least when you drink chlorinated water, your, your, your liver can biotransform that and excrete it whilst mm. your lungs just get just ex exposed to, to that chlorine. So filtering the water is a very, very good initial idea as well. And usually I take clients through nature's eight laws so it always starts with air quality so just like checking out the air quality what are you exposed to really just mastering that piece and the water piece and then going to the food and then like eating as organic as possible is wonderful there's been studies done which shows that even just like a few days of eating organic lowered the excretion of pesticides like through the urine like I can't remember the like exact numbers, but it was a very like drastic drop in the amount of pesticides in the body <laughs> from just mm -hmm. three days. And so just making that shift, like even the Dirty Dozen Clean 15 mm -hmm. by the Environmental Workers Group is like an awesome place to start, which essentially is just looking at, you know, going to thicker skinned foods, you know, that are conventional. So like avocados usually pretty good and like some melons, for example, but then when it comes to like leafy greens, tomatoes, apples, I mean, the list shifts every year. Just following that can be great. And for people on a budget as well, I think it's really important because I fully, you know, just want to honour those people who can't afford to eat everything organic because it, it's increasingly getting so expensive. Yeah. So that's where, yeah, I think it's important to start the foundations. I think too, you know, it's it's interesting. Like it's, I love hearing all of this, and you know, it's. I think everyone listening as well will be like, okay, you know, what do I go to now in terms of looking at the ingredients and what's there? And one thing I always say to clients is, 
don't go through your whole cupboard and throw everything out. Just do one thing mm. at a time because that can be a little overwhelming, I find, when you're like, okay, everything has to go. I mean, for some personalities, they love that. And they're like, great, I'm going to get rid of everything and start afresh. But for others, that's really overwhelming. But also I noticed when I made these shifts too, just in terms of pricing, like the amount I spend now on all those products is so much less than what it was before. You know, I have one oil, a jojoba oil that does my face, my skin. I use brown rice flour as an exfoliator. In terms of cleaning the house, I use vinegar and lemon. Like they're very cheap products. They're not expensive products at all. So you don't have to go to, you know, the health food store and find the latest $40 bottle of home spray and use that, you know, organic spray and use that. There are definitely cheaper ways to do it all. And I think once you do do this too, like you were saying at the start, you know, how much you used to sweat when you were younger because of your detox pathways. I think when you do start putting all these things into place, it's really interesting, particularly with the skin. I notice with clients, it's once you're actually nourishing yourself with the foods and everything, you'll find you'll probably won't need to be doing so much with your skin because naturally your skin is hydrated and glowing and it's getting all the nutrients that it needs because that's all coming from inside. I know you know all this, but yeah. great to have this little chat. Like that's all coming from inside Absolutely. us, right? It's not, you know, I think, I, uh, you know, it's not, it's not what's going on outside us. It's what's going on inside us. So doing all these amazing things, they're only going to make us glow. And, you know, I look at you and I'm like, you are such a like glowing, healthy representative too. So which obviously oh. is through <laughs> everything you've done as well um, over the years. So in terms of detoxification, uh, is there steps that you usually or take in terms of, because I know there's different phases of detoxification. Do you have like gentle detoxing and um, what kind of things could people do, I guess, to detox that aren't, I know obviously people should come and see you if they're, you know, to go deeper into this, but are there certain certain things that you do or recommend in terms of uh, different tools that you find really great for detoxification? Definitely. I'd love to talk about it. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> to be honest, most, most of it is actually free or very cheap. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I always begin my clients mastering the, the foundations of health, which are often so skipped over. Like people are, because there's this fix it mentality and I totally get it because I was there looking for that magic bullet of going, oh, what, where's the perfect supplement that's going to fix mm. me? So I always start the foundations. So I love nature's eight laws for this. So checking in on air quality and how you breathe that air, Mm -hmm. water quality and sorting that out, rest, sleep and stress management, just all free, (laughs) nutrition as medicine, um, movement as medicine, temperance, faith, balance, sunlight, like circadian health is so important. Um, and then connection, you know, with other humans mm-hmm. and faith and belief in what you're doing. So I like to start with that and go, okay, you know, do we have those foundations in place? And then moving on to what I call the core of cellular detoxification. And it always starts with avoidance and it can mm-hmm. be annoying for some people because it's like, that's a bit boring, but it really does start with avoidance because again, you can't drain the bath of the tap running if you still have lots of exposures coming in. 
it's challenging to for the body to really be able to let fully let go of what doesn't belong in the system, which is causing those imbalances in the first place. So always starts with avoidance and doing just doing the best you can. There's no doesn't need to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And then moving on to binding. So what this involves is so there are definitely some general broad spectrum binders which anyone could use like a really high quality zeolite, for example. Um, But I do like to assess five symptoms, hair tissue mineral analysis to kind of get more specifics. But binding in the gut, and that doesn't just include a, you know, like a actual binding supplement. It includes food as well. So including fiber in the diet is so, so important. Mm -hmm. I call them functional fibers. So like raw carrot, leafy greens, berries, are really important for sweeping waste out of the bowels. That's why mm-hmm. I'm not into low carbohydrate, high fat diets <laughs> um, like keto and carnivore because they usually lead to quite toxic, stagnant bile. And now uh, the toxins are being biotransformed by the liver, moving through the gallbladder and being squirted into the small intestines. And unless there's a you know a healthy amount of fiber there, and if someone's in a serious situation with toxin bioaccumulation, some binders, that will just recirculate because 95% yeah. of bile is recirculated. And so people will just remain unwell, unfortunately, because of that, that, that circulation happening. So the binding piece with whether it's an actual binding supplement and some functional fibers in the diet, legumes are awesome for binding as well. Um, and just keeping the gut sealed. So sometimes I use a bit of L-glutamine just to make sure that there's not that recirculation happening in the system. Mm. So these this waste can actually be removed. There's not auto-intoxication. So, so when that when that recirculates, does it because I know with estrogen itself, when we're trying to get estrogen out of the body, if the colon's not working effectively or the liver or the gut, then it can recirculate and it actually beca- becomes I don't like the word toxic, but it's the only word that's coming to mind for at the moment. Yeah. So it, beca- it becomes like a more toxic estrogen. So does the same thing happen in relation to those toxins that are recirculating? Do they become more toxic or they just recirculate and, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah? They can. So, for example, if, say, you're exposed to some kind of toxicant, it's, it's fat-soluble, so it has to be processed by the liver it's broken down by um, the P450 enzymes. Um, that phase one, the P450 enzymes breaking those toxins down actually causes a huge amount of free radicals. And in after that first phase, they're actually more toxic. And some people actually get blocked where they can't move phase two. So yeah, they're actually more toxic. Mm. And in phase two, we have conjugation so that, you know, as you're aware, that the out of methyl groups, which then make them more water soluble so they can be safely excreted. So if they go through that process, they should be safer. Um, and But what happens is the microbiomes are also involved. So once those toxins have been biotransformed, moved from the gallbladder into the small intestine, if they Um, are lots of endotoxins and issues with the microbiome dysbiosis that can reactivate those toxins again so yes they recirculate in a a more toxic form Mm. um, or they can just recirculate as they are does that make sense yeah 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 
And this, the enterohepatic circulation, which is the system that governs that progression of bile, is very well known in, in modern medicine. And they talk a lot about it when they're talking about drugs um, and, you know, the half-life of drugs. Um, but it's very relevant with detoxification. Um, that's why I'm not a huge fan of juice fasting because there's no fibre. And unless someone's adding in fibre and some binders, <laughs> there's not a whole lot happening apart from it kind of just flushing the colon you know, and oh gosh, I put my hands up <laughs> yeah. and I totally cringe to 10 years ago when I went on this journey and the amount of juice fast and even water fast that I did during that time. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, I, I did a lot of colonics and enemas too, but there wasn't much. Yeah, there, I definitely wasn't doing exactly the right things during that time. I've been there too. That's why I'm passionate about it because I, I saw yeah. not just like I saw how detrimental it was for my adrenals and nervous system as well. Mm. And that's a whole other subject. And the spleen. Um, yeah. All of oh, it. Absolutely. And look, I actually love including some like cellular detox dietary principles. So like including some juice yeah. can be great, but just having juice. Yeah. There's definitely some, problems that can arise there and often people feel really good because they're running on stress hormones and yeah yeah <laughs> I will never forget a Chinese doctor saying to me uh because I did the raw vegan for 12 months amidst yeah. being vegan for five or six years this was quite some time ago and I I felt amazing and during that time I was doing a lot of juice fasting and he said you were just totally running on adrenaline sugar and your spleen and yeah. I could then see that post that, you know, and I mean, not to say it wasn't the right thing to do. Everything has its place and I totally don't regret it. But yeah, it was interesting to see the flow on effect of that period of time in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> I did. I, I was predominantly raw vegan for about five years. And I will say the first year it really helped to cleanse my lymphatic system and like remove some obstructions. Like yes. I think if I'd just done it in a more balanced way for a year, it would have been okay. But then I got really stuck in my ego and attached to a label and I, mm-hmm. and I did it for five years and for probably three plus of those years, like part of me was saying, you, you need to stop. Like you need some denser, acidic foods yes acidic like we we do actually need some acidic yeah, foods absolutely um, and building foods and yeah I regret not listening to to that um to my intuition um but when you go down that path often you make friends in that area and you start following people in that area who are beautiful beautiful people um but that's all you're kind of seeing, I, I, I found. Yes. And then it was kind of scary stepping out of that and distrusting my own body. But that's what healing's about, right? It's bringing back the communication back online and yeah, and listening. <laughs> I, had, I did a really great podcast with Anna uh, yeah. that, will, that, and we talk about this and how, you know, you, a lot of, people, including ourselves, have associated with specific diets over time mm-hmm. and how problematic that can be when you your body, you know, yes, they may serve you for a certain time and purpose, but once you start identifying with that, it can become a real issue. 
Absolutely. And I, this is the really challenging thing working in detoxification because there is a, I guess, stigma around the word detox, right? You know, Mm -hmm. people think of like detox powders and juice fasting and water fasting. Um, So I like to try and separate. I, I really encourage my clients to let go of labels and just understand what we're actually aiming for here and and working towards because, because toxins and toxicants are real (laughs) and they are really causing real issues along with stress and trauma and, and other root causes too. So it's uh, my passion is really trying to take away labels and helping my clients heal without them in a more balanced way um, mm. and I'd say 99% of people I see are frozen in in fear about what to eat um and yeah and I and I know what it's like to be there but I yeah. I guess there are people who perceive detox as a fad and I can see why they they think that because some some parts of det- some I guess uh detoxification coaches are teaching what i say is quite dangerous approaches quite um extreme (laughs) approaches especially for the female physiology so yeah i'm really passionate about bringing back balance and doing it safely and it doesn't need to be extreme you don't need to juice fast Mm -hmm. you can do it in a really balanced sustainable way gentle way because when for example like doing juice fasting water fasting puts so much stress on the nervous system and adrenals that it's quite contracting on the system which in itself inhibits flow in the Mm. body and inhibits that release so i see it as quite counterproductive at the end of the day never never thought of it like that i love that analogy of it so back Sorry, to, back to the, yes. yeah, I know we've <laughs> yeah. gone and I love that because I love just having a ramble, but back to the phases because I don't want to, yeah. yeah. Back to the phases. So at the core of cellular detox, avoid bind release. So I talked about avoidance. Mm-hmm. Then we're talking about binding in the gut. And so I will also mention that I always start with just GI binders. So we're talking a high quality um, zeolite powder or a blend like I call a binder cocktail of charcoal bentonite zeolite um, so depending on where someone's at what they've been exposed to yeah um, that's really important and there are three levels of binders so binders that bind in the gut and then you can move on to binders which actually move into circulation like mm. modified citrus pectin alginates and then there are some binders like nanolized zeolite for example um, or bioactive carbons by silica I use on occasion um, that are quite strong that actually can cross the blood-brain barrier. It's like dry dusting a really dirty house. If you can envision that happening in the body, just mobilizing toxins out of tissues, out of cells, it is an absolute mess. So it always needs to start with the gut. So avoiding, binding, and then releasing. This is what usually gets people feeling better a lot quicker is actually really actively opening up elimination pathways and that always starts with the colon because when the colon is obstructed essentially it affects all the other elimination pathways from from flowing we want to bring that that flow back essentially so opening up the elimination pathway 
usually, especially when there's binders that are being consumed, which can be a bit constipating, usually some kind of bowel mover may be appropriate in the beginning, just gently encourage opening that pathway, even to some minerals like magnesium, mm-hmm. but definitely some vagus nerve work as well, <laughs> I must say, because that, you know, connects the, the brain and the gut and usually issues with bowel motility um, are very tightly tied in with the nervous system. So always starting with the colon, then encouraging that bile flow, um, supporting the liver, um, supporting the kidneys, supporting Mm -hmm. opening up the skin, sweating, breath. You know, we release through our breath, Mm -hmm. getting that lymphatic drainage happening, Um, all those elimination pathways because, you know, we're excreting ideally through our poop, through our urine, through our sweat, through our breath. We even excrete through our blood, you know, through menstrual blood, um, through our snot, you know, through our tears even. So avoid bind release, really important. So that's why I'm a big fan of saunas, enemas, potentially colonics, although they can be a bit harsh for some people, dry body brushing to really get the lymphatic system moving, contrast showers. So that's at, at the core And then from there, what I usually do is really it's simultaneously, but working on people's, you know, sleep circadian rhythm is so, so Mm. important, optimizing nutrition. So the fact is we we need all macro and micronutrients to thrive. So I'm I'm not into like restricting our, our, our body, our liver, which is the primary organ, which is actually by transforming these toxins actually requires a lot of nutrients, you know, a lot of amino acids, a lot of minerals, a lot of vitamins to move through that. So yeah, it's important to be to be nourished. And then also weaving in regulation of the nervous system. So important. Like I mentioned before, when someone is dysregulated, it really shuts down those innate detoxification processes. It really has a that contracting impact. And they actually, I was looking at some amazing studies. I'm very passionate about the nervous system and um, our lymphatic system is actually innovated by um, the nervous system. So the state of our nervous system very strongly impacts our ability to, to release and to move waste out like cellular waste by the lymphatic system. So it's all intrinsically. And then obviously everyone's individual Sometimes some introduction to new rewiring techniques is important. Some people do need to step up and do some gentle chelation and pathogen eradication. But I see there's quite a trend of like kill the pathogen, like the pathogens, the cause of disease, Mm. you know. But I see them as very much secondary to what I've mentioned. The foundations is the, the pathogens like candida, who are meant to be in our bodies, but just not in the amounts they often are. I see them as the the garbage collectors. You know, yes. they they have a job that they're doing, and yeah, there is a better way than to go in taking a huge amount of antimicrobials, which even though they're natural, they definitely still pretty tough on the liver, and then mm. just tend to add to the to the stress of that that liver stagnancy. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. I love everything you've shared. Uh, 
It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I I just had a client today actually who has had you know candida issues recently, and it's like why is that there? You know, not just taking these things to clear it. Like let's look at why it's there. And I love that practitioners are actually starting to do that. It's not just a band-aid fix of like okay yeah we see that on the skin we're just gonna put something on that clear that that'll go away we won't think about what's going deeper but everything you do is really so much on that deeper deeper level which I think is absolutely crucial to overall health and vitality thank you so much for everything you've shared I think I have a feeling we could chat forever and I would love to have you back on the podcast but I think as an intro that is such a this is such a great episode for people to listen to uh is there anything else that you would love to share how can people get in touch with you and you did mention at the start a group program that you might have coming up so do you want to tell us a little bit more about that too sure yeah so I'm probably most active on Instagram, I would say, and I'm Amy, Amy Southon. And yeah, feel welcome to contact me. And yeah, so like the last few years, I've just been working exclusively one-on-one, which I, I love. And I'd say the majority of people I am seeing have quite complex stuff going on and they, they really require that. Um, but then I also was just thinking about how powerful it is to get women together, like a very intimate group of women, like no more than four, um, and to combine one-on-one um, with groups. So because I work in, in, in like program containers, so four or seven months, and I'm like, oh, I'd really love to combine, like have seven months with four women and, you know, begin with one-on-one do all the detective work, you know, and then have the option for them to come together every fortnight and then also me see the one-on-one outside that as well. Mm. Um, And it's still group coaching, but it's also, yeah, I just, I think the power of of connection with other people going through similar journeys. And I I do notice that, and I had this as well, going through journey of chronic illness, that it can be quite isolating um, and lonely. And I, connection is, like I was mentioning before, like a key key foundation of health. Um, And also I work with women who have already so much knowledge to share and so much wisdom and insight. So I'm like, I feel like it would be, bit of a mastermind um so and I work with an actually work with an incredible naturopath as well Jenna Carroll who does the human design in the program which I just love um, because I think healing is really about learning to come back to our authentic you know unique selves and Mm. I, I love I love human design for that it's been really helpful for me to just love and honor my unique design and so yeah Jenna comes in and does uh, the human design readings for my clients as well so that's just that's that in a nutshell but yeah (laughs) Yeah. sounds amazing (laughs) human design is something that keeps popping up for me and I haven't actually gone into it yet but I think it's something that I must must be my next thing to go into (laughs) yeah coming that's when you start getting having stuff come up I definitely think it's usually a sign. That's the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'd love to leave the listeners with something as we end this. And I guess, you know, like you've said over and over again, the first step is avoiding. 
And yeah, what would be your key overall with everything that we've shared today? One thing. Might be hard to place your finger on. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was a lot. One thing. Um, I mean, as I said, I guess in terms of mastering nature's eight laws, Mm. if they could just, I really, if people just could come back to those, they're basically free. Yes. they will be healthy. Like I, I really yeah. truly believe by mastering like your like getting your air quality in check, your water quality. Like I get sometimes that can involve purchasing a filter. Um, but air quality, water quality, sunlight and and nature connection, mm. um sleep, stress, stress management, and then the nutrition movement as medicine finding your unique balance um, and tuning into that and and connection those nature's eight laws working on them first is really really important and usually people will improve dramatically and and really optimize their health just by getting yeah those mastered so even though that's not one thing can I include I love that no that's great I love that it's one thing in eight things (laughs) One thing and eight things. Nature's eight laws. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really, if I guess I'll say this is that in a nutshell, it is getting back to our natural state of living, right? Yes. You know, if we were living hundreds of years ago, we wouldn't have to be thinking about our air quality, mm. our water quality, having our feet on the earth, getting sunshine, yes. because we would naturally be doing those things. So it's actually just getting back to our natural state of living. So thinking about that, how can we connect to nature more be in our natural state of living more that's where healing occurs because we're we're part of nature (laughs) you know like the the microcosm of the macrocosm really I I think that's really really key to remember is that we thrive in connection with yeah with with mother earth with the earth the universe 100 percent. thanks love uh thanks so much for coming on today and sharing all that information i'm totally excited now i was just like looking outside and it's beautiful sunshine so i'm like right i'm gonna get out in the sunshine (laughs) take a break get my filtered water (laughs) amazing i'm so yeah i'm so grateful it's um sunny (laughs) not raining yeah yeah we've had we've had a lot of rain lately so it's been nice to see the sun for like the last month hasn't it yeah so all right thank you so much pleasure thank you have a beautiful day thank you okay sexy hormoners that's it for us this week please don't forget to rate review subscribe and if you need more help with your hormones, we're always here for you at The Hormone Suite Clinic. You can find us at thehormonesuite.com or on Insta at The Hormone Suite. Bye. Bye.